Welcome to the Nourishment Mindset Podcast, your guide to good food, good health, and a good life. And now, here's your host, Nutrition Network Advisor and author of the Nourishment Mindset, Dixie Huey. We are on a metabolic mission to achieve vitality and reverse chronic lifestyle conditions through real whole foods, straight talk, sound healing practices, and the pleasures of the table. And none of that has changed. But you know what? Sometimes life just throws you a curveball. The last time life threw me a nourishment mindset podcast curveball, I recorded this from my truck. Uh, as we were fleeing a hurricane here in Southwest Florida. Today, thankfully, there is no nature um, chasing us, but it's just more of a life thing. And I figured I'd just talk about it. Do you ever get off track? And if so, how do you get back on? (laughs) No, Joe, I never get off track. I live on Health Coach Mountain. I always have 15% body fat, taut skin, perfect sleep and eating habits, and an unwavering routine, and just a content mood. That is just me all of the time. And this is where my husband and son, and even Travis the Noof, are rolling their eyes. So no, this is an awesome question. Uh, I, as a health coach, and none of my other colleagues in the industry, we are people. We are not robots. And yes, life gets off track. So this is what this episode is about. And I want y'all to think about something in all seriousness. Presumably you have a career or a calling. Maybe you're in sales service. Who knows? Maybe you're a full-time parent. But do you always do exactly what you tell your clients, customers, or children to do perfectly all the time? I think not. I'll give an example from my past. When I was a personal trainer years ago, from time to time, I would even set myself up with a personal training appointment because the trainer needed a trainer. I would often joke, do as I say, not as I do, because I would tell people not to do the same routine every time they go to the gym. But what was I doing? Doing the same routine every time I went to the gym. So what is the meaning of all this? None of us are perfect. There's no such thing as health coach Hill. Doctors still go to doctor's appointments. Massage therapists hopefully still book massage appointments with other therapists. And we all sometimes just need support to be our best. There it is. So a health coach is not some perfect health robot. I will say the job is a combination of, at times, being a detective. That's probably my favorite part. I'm trying to gather all of the information. What's going on with this person? And what are the levers that I can suggest that we pull to really help this person achieve his or her goals? So part-time detective, also a little bit of a consultant, sometimes a cheerleader, sometimes an accountant. Really what it is is a support system and an outside voice. But what it is not is some judgy health coach mountain person who um, 
communicates from a higher than thou type thing. It's a it's a pure equal and maybe someone that has struggled with this sort of thing or can drive, in my case, from my experience with work, working with many other clients who have had similar struggles or challenges. So let's get back to Joe's question. Of course, I get off track. The fact is the human body of, prefers homeostasis. That's true. But we're all constantly shifting just on like a physiological level. So for example, your weight can fluctuate one to four pounds in a 24 hour period based on a myriad of factors. For example, your hydration, your sleep, your food, your bowel movements. Now we're talking about good stuff. Ditto, it's not just weight that's fluctuating. Your mood, your libido, your appetite, many things are fluctuating. This is just what it means to be a human. We are not robots, thank goodness. And all of this is just sort of baseline fluctuation and it doesn't factor in that thing called life. A sick kid, your dog pacing all night, hopping on and off the bed. That's you, Travis the Noof. A partner who's in a funk, boss gone mad, a deadline you didn't meet, maybe a parent yelling at you for something that happened a generation ago, who knows what it is. So in addition to our physiological variation, we also just have life, psychological, emotional experience variation. So today in our solo cast, I just want to focus on this message, how I get myself back on track when things go haywire. So to me, there's two kind of haywires. There's seriously freaking haywire. And then there's just sort of that slow slide haywire. So let's start with seriously haywire. And this is apropos. Thank you, Mr. Joe. Apropos. Because this morning my son awoke and he had belly button pain, which worsened with getting out of bed. Now, okay, kids get sick, I get it. But six months ago, we had a pretty bad appendicitis scare, two ER visits, won't go into the details of that, yada, yada. But of course, that's what popped into my mind. So the first thing that I did as I realized the whole entire day was unraveling, and that's okay, is just, again, think of what I say to my own clients, self-grace. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do, Dixie self-talk, is realize this day is not going how you planned it. It didn't start how you planned it, and it's not going to end how you planned it, because it started in the middle of the night with, frankly, not having that great of a night's sleep. And now here we are, sick kid, not going to school. I'm not going to the gym. I need to rearrange some things. There's definitely not going to be any yoga, meditation, and breath work in my morning future. I can forget the grounding that I like to do and all the things that in an ideal world are going to happen in my life in the morning. Not happening. So I go into self-grace mode. What do I absolutely have to do? Well, what right now what I have to do is comfort my kid and assess if we have a situation 
that was as urgent as the last time we had a similar scare like this and act on that. And then of course, inform any kind of client's team about what's going on and how things might change, taking a deep breath here and there. And also just having a little bit of gratitude. And I don't mean for that to sound obnoxious, but obviously things could be a lot scarier. So I know what to do. I know who to call. I have the resources. My day's getting thrown off track and that's okay. It's kind of cool to be a mom and be able to love a being that much and not worry about it. So this day also could have been a shit show in the ER all day, which has happened before, but that's not what happened. Things gradually improved. I had my game plan. I had my backup game plan. Again, a lot of it was just this mental sort of barometer of, okay, self-grace, it's going to be okay. I'm not going to be doing my breath work in the morning, but I can take a deep breath right now. So I think for me, as we I got out of this like seriously haywire mood uh, or mode rather, the other thing I thought about was the importance of this like baseline game plan. So I do have a game plan for my days. And it might look a little bit different um, during the week from what it looks like on the weekend. But during the week, I have a time that I get up. I have things I want to do before anyone else is up. I have things that I do to get the kid off to school and to get me ready for work. And that's my routine in a perfect world. I get my eight hours of sleep. I do my breathing, et cetera. I have my energy. I have my vitality. That's not necessarily something that I'm going to benefit from every single day because things go haywire, the shit hits the fan. Those are those super urgent, seriously haywire events. But I think what happens more often, or perhaps not the seriously haywire events, but it's almost like this slow sliding pattern. So this is where we know what we should be doing or what we want to be doing, but it's just not getting done for whatever reason. And it could be a good reason. It could just be a piss poor excuse. But in any case, case rather, this is where a health coach can really come in and be that good support system. So I'm gonna give you another Joe example. Um, some months ago, I realized, and this is the coach coaching the coach, that I had gained about six pounds. Now, as I said earlier, scale can fluctuate, so I'm not going to freak out about one, two here, but this, this is a trend. This is slowly going up. What in the world? I've been super weight stable for five years, ever since I started embracing the nourishment mindset, eating the way that I've been eating. And so at this point, instead of being self-judgy, freaking out, doing some of the things that are ingrained in our habits. What do I do? I say to myself, okay, it's time for the coach to coach the coach. So what does this mean? This is that detective piece. Let's do a dive into the nutrition. Am I doing anything differently? Could that be amount, time of day, patterns, sleep affected? Do I have more stress? Has anything changed materially in my life? Am I doing, say, less activity? By the way, have I had my blood work done, my medical labs? 
in the last, say, six months. So I have to ask myself all the questions that I would ask of a new client. And what I found some months ago is that, no, my nutrition hadn't materially changed. My sleep had been affected when I gave myself my own questionnaire. Hmm. And no trouble falling asleep, a lot of trouble staying asleep. Stress, well, some new projects, new book, but no, I'm not going to materially amount this to stress. Activity, yes, teaching fewer fitness classes due to other professional interests, but still super active. So now I'm going to head into that blood work lab space. Let's just see what's going on. And this, I bring this to your attention because I feel like most people who come to me and most of y'all out there, even if you haven't come to me, you don't know what's going on under the hood. The only way to know what's going on under the hood is to get those labs done. And if you're going to get pricked, stuck, and get your blood drawn, it behooves you to get the right labs done because a lot of providers do not run what I would consider to be the most important baseline labs. So if you have questions about that, get in touch with me. You can do it on Instagram, LinkedIn. You can email me, favorfat at Gmail. But I will be happy to just share with you my labs, no strings attached, not my personal labs. If you want those, you can have them, but boring. What I mean is the test that I would ask to have run that go above and beyond what the traditional provider would ask for. So what did I find out after I health coach myself? Damn, my thyroid is not optimal. That's a whole issue. But then my testosterone is in the toilet. Now, first of all, I'm a female. Testosterone, how often are we talking about females and testosterone? So obviously we women don't need nearly as much as men here. I'm in middle age at 45 to function well, but we don't want to have a testosterone level of six which is what mine was. So this to me was that detective work and saying, okay, I've got these things going on. I've got these kind of symptoms. You know, the weight gain to me is a symptom. It's not a reflection of me as a human being. Too many people equate the number on the scale with a reflection of who they are. No, it's just a piece of data. So what is going on? So I'm not only health coaching myself, but I'm giving myself that self grace to say, okay, we now have some contributing factors. It's time for me to work with a provider to figure out the best course to correct some of these issues and also do some research to say, hmm, well, what has worked for me from a nutrition standpoint in the last five years since I embraced the nourishment mindset, is that still serving me here at 45 as I'm more into middle age? And particularly we women have some different hormonal effects. So things that I am currently looking at now, which some in the very low carb community would consider a scandal, but namely twofold in addition to um, treatment of the testosterone, low testosterone issue. And that is one, really looking at my diet. So is being in nutritional ketosis the majority of the time the best thing for me at this time? It's a very healing state that can reverse obesity, 
diabetes problems. I don't have any of those. Perhaps my um, chasing this level has backfired in a sense, or shall I say is no longer working because it worked for me for a good long time beautifully. But now I may need to change things up. So doing some carb cycling, I'm going to have on a future episode, someone, the author of Keto Flex, Ben Azadi, who talks exactly about this in his book. So we're going to learn more. I had a recent conversation with him. And also looking at not just should I be in or out of ketosis, but when should I be consuming more carbohydrates if I'm going to. So experimenting with some whole food carbohydrates at night, that sort of thing. And so I offer you this. We've had one example today of the shit hitting the fan and how you just kind of deal, give yourself the self grace. But also there's the other example, and that's really the type of thing that a client would come to me to discuss, hey, things are not going how I want them to go. I need some help. I need someone to see this from a 30,000 foot view. I'm not able to figure out what's not working for me. So I hope this is helpful. To summarize, Joe, yes, <laughs> I am not always on track. I'm always trying to be on track, get back on track. I still feel very grateful, very vibrant, but it is a journey. It is a one foot in front of the other thing, this health path that hopefully we are all on. And the main thing is to be on it. And so if you are out there and you are either in a shit hit the fan state, then I say self-grace is number one. Or if you're just in a pattern that you're not loving and you're seeing things just either not working that worked, or maybe things are just going downhill, this could be a time to engage someone to help support you and create that support system to come up with some hypotheses, test them, and get you back on track. Because that's the thing. We, there are different tracks in life and in different phases in life, we need to be on different tracks. So Joe, again, I was laughing initially at your question, but it was freaking perfect. And I appreciate you. I appreciate all of you listeners. I appreciate those of you who have continued to buy the book, The Nourishment Mindset. I would love to know, in addition to receiving your questions, like Joe's recent question, I would also love to hear about your table side traditions. Let's flip this conversation a little bit. What are your favorite memories at the table and how has that contributed to joy and vitality in your life? Or if you have another topic you'd like to suggest, that's wonderful too. So thank you. Please, if you haven't yet rated and reviewed, if you've bought the book, go on Amazon, leave me a review. If you're listening to the podcast and you haven't popped over to where you can review on Apple, Spotify, or Google Play, pretty please, pretty please do that for me. And I wish you all a wonderful, nourished week. Look forward to having you here again next week. As I said, we've got some really cool guests coming up. So stay tuned. Sante, be nourished. Bye-bye.